Hi, it's a Monday afternoon, Labor Day, and uh, let me do first the Kodesh uh, uh, Rosh Hashanah one from uh, the series we're doing now from Mishpach Stefanski, uh, thanking them, and uh, get right down to business. Uh, I'll tell you, I, I was speaking with somebody from out of town today, uh, interesting conversation, and you know, about the richness of the Jewish tradition. Uh, where part of it is rational and part of it is mystical, and uh, there's just been different um, sources of thought over the centuries among Jews, even going back in times of Chazal. And speaking of rational versus mystical, so um, and and the tension in which they live. I was thinking about the whole idea of Shlul Arbus Asatan, and I'll tell you what I mean when I say that. Uh, as you know, the idea of Arbus Asatan, Pashup Shad, is a, is, a, is a magical, mystical thing. After all, the Satan running around, you know, with horns and all the rest of it. But in, in a certain sense, yes, and let me put it this way if there popped up this constant theme through so many aspects of Rosh Hashanah over the course of the centuries among the Jewish people, not the Rambam, but among the Jewish people, then it obviously plays a big role. When people thought about Rosh Hashanah's, people, Hamunam, thought about Rosh Hashanah's Yom Adin, they figured there's going to be a trial and there's going to be a Kateger and a Senegar. And, uh, you know, and I did a lot of bad, so I don't want the uh, Kateger there, the, you know, the prosecuting attorney, who will be Satan, you know, Satan. Because who's Sotan Malchmavis, who, who this, you know, Yetzirah and all the rest of it. Now, I just want to say at the very beginning, that's one opinion. When you get to Agatha, there's a lot of different opinions out there. Some hold that the Sotan's identical to Yetzirah and the Malchmavis, but others hold Sotan Lechud, Malchmavis Lechud, Yetzirah Lechud, and all the rest of it. Now, in the discourse of the Agatha, you have all kind of wild and crazy things. You have to know how to interpret them in regard to the Satan, to the Malchamovis, and all the rest of it. So I mentioned the other day that Gemara, because Zev Rayton called me from out of town about it, with uh, the, the Malchamovis getting the wrong person. Remember in the Chagigo, I told you to get Miriam Magdala Seren Eshai, and you got another Miriam, right? You know, the one they say is the Aim Yeshu and all the rest of it, whatever that means. Uh, it's really confusing Mary Magdalene with the Virgin Mary, but it doesn't matter. Anyhow, uh, so you have this idea that, you know, there's a Malchamavis flying around and then there's, in some fashion, in some fashion, and there's a uh, Satan flying around in some fashion. The Satan is described in the Book of Eov is flying around, uh, the Meshotet Al-Aretz or something like that. So that's where that comes from. So as a result, we know that they grabbed a hold of a large portion of people, the idea that the Satan is a major threat, and we have to even arvave him. Even in the Gemara, of course, they talk about Tekiyas Miyushim and Tekiyas Me'uman. Kedei Larvev is the Satan. So that's in the Talmud itself. Uh, and elsewhere, we have many other aspects or, or, or customs in the month of Elul, for example. Why is it today that you're blowing the chauffeur? Today, today, right? It's not Rosh Chodesh Elul. And in the time of Moshe Rabbeinu, they only did Rosh Chodesh Elul, according to Pekar Belezer. The answer is Kadei Larvis Asan. There's other reasons, but that's one of them. Okay? Uh, why do you blow the true Gadola at the very end, the, the Svartim, which is in the Shulchan Aruch? Kadei Larvis Asan. 
Um, you know, there's a number of things we do. I can't remember them all. But more than one or two things, that, or three things that we do, Kedela Arvis is on the Confused the Satan. And uh, that's why you don't do Shabbos uh, Shabbat and and so on and so forth. So um, it's a major theme. And yet at the same time, it's not meant, certainly the Rabbana didn't mean that the Sultan should be understood as, you know, somebody flying around Mamish, uh, because you're dealing with, with a spiritual being, which is not subject to time and space. So it, it, it may be a reality, but it's not, you know, hovering above you with wings. And yet, on the other hand, you kind of say, you, you, you kind of talk sometimes like it is. So all I'm saying is, I'm sure for many, many Jews, millions down the centuries, the Satan, it was a real live presence in their mind when it comes to Rosh Hashanah time. However, the Chachamim know better than that. In other words, they know that, that whatever you want to call the Satan, which is a powerful reality, let's call it the Yitzhahara, you know, and let's take the Maimonidean approach for a second. The Rambam, as I've said many times, says that, you know, it's what is it, is a Remez, Uri Yishenu Mishinaschem, and so forth. Uru, Uri Yishenu Mishinaschem, he says it double. Uru, Uru, like two, two. And, you know, wake up from your slumber, you moral sleepers. Uh, why does the Rambam do that? Uh, he usually doesn't give remises of, 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 of mitzvahs and customs and things like that. And I always say because even the Rambam, who has a policy of skipping over magical stuff, mystical stuff, but nevertheless, the Rambam has to give you all the dinim of the Gemara. That's what the Mishnah Torah is. And... It is a din that we have skis miyoshim kis mumid. That's in the Gemara. Lama tokmin kshin yoshwin, lama tokmin kshin umdin. So the Ramam does have those 60 kolos. Why would you do it? So he doesn't say over there, you do it because of Kedev Larvis the Sultan. Don't expect to find that in the writings of the Rambam. But he, uh, what's the right word? You know, um, desacralized it almost by saying, Uru Yishem Mishinaschem that your sleep, your moral sleep, that allows you to forget your obligations and do your averas and, and neglect to do your mitzvahs and all that other business, hashogi, mahavli, asman, whatever he says over there, uh, that is your Yetzirah in action. Like, that's the Yetzirah. Uh, okay, so everybody's got a Yetzirah, there's no question about that. It, the Yetzirah is not, it's, it's part of you. It's it's part of your netia, the way a human being was constructed. Selma Kim, you know, the guy, you know, you know, Tov and Ra and all that business. So, um, that you have. So, Yetzirah is there. It's not exactly the same thing as a Sutton. I don't believe the Rambam ever mentions a Sutton in his writings, I think. But nevertheless, Yetzirah you do, because people do sin and need repentance, which is why he describes this in, in the Hilchus Repentance, Hilchus Chuba, not Hilchus Rosh Hashanah. And... He's trying to explain what we would mean by uh, a satan. Uh, and ma- the irbuv of the satan would be to prevent the actions of the Yitzhahara, meaning the normal functioning of the human brain, the, the normal weakness that lies embedded within the human character, to forget your obligations and take it easy and be lazy and therefore not you know, keep the mitzvahs of the Torah and all the rest of it. Right? You remember the language of the Ram, I'd have to read it. And so, this natural tendency to be morally lazy, which is a basic human fault, 
you can refer to as the Yitzhar, the Satan, and all the rest of it. And the idea of the shofar, if you read Ma'arveves, a Satan, right? Now it's a little bit dochi because no, there's white dafka, Yushav, and all the rest of it, but it doesn't, doesn't matter. The basic fundamental idea is there. It's very Maimonidean to do that context of, a, of an agotic idea, which is reduced to a halachic practice, or at least a custom. You know, the basic idea is out there, which is defeat this human l- laziness by um, rallying yourself and, uh, you know, becoming a man, as they say, and asserting your humanness and should be triumph of the will, and you defeat the age of horror. So in other words, ordinarily, I, uh, just for argument's sake, let's say ordinarily, I don't say Krishna, I hear the chauffeur and I say, Uri, shame, Mishan, oh, I better go say the Krishna from now on. Or usually I say Lashon Hara because it's easy to say it. And Uri Yishem Mishenasim, I hear the chauffeur, and I say, what are you doing? You can't do Lashon Hara. That's a big sin. So I stopped doing it. So in this way, I was Ma'arvev as a Satan. That is to say, the, the Satan or the Yitzhar would like me not even to think about it. Just go on Mitzvah Nashim Hergelim. And in the normal uh, way of things, when people just think about things, you know, they they don't. In other words, you allow hair gall, as they say, and you allow a certain sloth, and you don't pay attention to your actions. And when you do, on the other hand, so then you get your act together, or at least you have a chance of getting your act together. So the satan, so to speak, knows the 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 of the Sahara is one in which don't have any introspection, and the counter to that is to have introspection. But there's nothing mystical or magical about that. That's a human being, psychological part. And, you know, either you think about what you're doing or, or you don't. <clears throat> Imagine somebody who smokes. <clears throat> and never even thought about it. And one day, he sees a commercial or something like this, and he says, you know, this smoking is going to take me down. I have to I have to wean myself off the smoking. So, no, he never really thought about it, you know. And once he thought about it, that was the beginning of him breaking the habit. So, that's not magical, what I just said. It's not mystical. It's a human being. It's normal. That to the Rambam would be Kivlarvis is something. But the Rambam is the Rambam. The others don't, you know, bother to talk like that. The others, the other Mepharshim, as we know, the other Rishonim, when they see Kivlarvis is something, whatever they thought, their goal was to explain the meaning of the passage in the Talmud. And they did not think that when the Gemara says, it means this psychological business, but rather it was some kind of a mystical belief. And Rashi and Tos and the others are trying to explain what the mystical belief was. That's why Rashi says famously that, uh, you know, you showed a Sutton that you throw as Mitzvos. So the Sutton is actually a real creature that comes in to prosecute. And when he sees they're doing extra blows, extra uh, you know, chauffeur blows, He's like, uh, you know, taken aback. And he says, Klaus And therefore, he's Mu'urvav. He gets confused because it messes up his carefully prepared speech of Kategoria, you know. Uh, he was going to say, how bad the Jews are in here. You see, the Jews are good. I do you mean it literally? Don't ask me a question if you mean it literally. Rashi's just trying to explain what the phrase in the Gemara means. And the Gemara is reflecting how people felt, Okay. Gemara is how people felt. Uh, 
the, in other words, what I'm raising the question is, the Chazal really believe, not like the Ram, that there's some, something flying around. Some didn't, some didn't. I, you know, I don't know, but ordinarily you wouldn't think so because they know better than to confuse the, the, the physical with the metaphysical, you see? So, I mean, if a dummy like me knows that, then they certainly did. Rather, they're trying to explain how people thought. And to be perfectly honest, if Hamon Am thinks that this is how it works, good. Right? The main point is to get him to, to, to repent. Uh, Tosis, of course, says that the idea is you scare the Satan by making him think it's a Yom Hadin, Hagodol or whatever. And therefore, the Satan's too confused, as we all know, to 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 be uh, to prosecute. I. What about the fact that it happens every year, and how dumb is the Satan and all the rest of that? All the snide remarks you hear whenever you hear it. Whatever you know. In other words, it's it's a symbolic thing. Is it not necessarily be taken literally? It's a symbolic thing. But I want to repeat: so many many people down the centuries, even today, I'm sure. Say there's a something floating around, and somehow they have to be him. And I don't care if it doesn't make sense to me or not. I'm f- I'm pretty sure you know whatever any important instrument, when any kind of legal trick that works to let me win the case, I'm going to take it. So you have the Rambam, you have Rashi, you have Tosas, and I mentioned the other day you have the Rivids, who very interestingly says that the Sultan, as is the case in some courts has a narrow window of opportunity when he can talk. Uh, why is that the case? Why can't the Sultan... First of all, that's assuming in heaven they have a, a you know, mamisha basin like you have down here, but let's go with that for a second. <clears throat> and the Sultan, you know, presents his, uh, you know, speech against you, all the recording all the sins you did, but he only has a, a very narrow time slot, and he's only able to testify once, this derived. And so when you do the Kiyas to Miyoshev, he thinks that's the time to talk. And that's where he delivers his categoria. So that um, when the real trial happens, which is during Shimon Esrei, Sok derived, the Sultan, the, the cop, has already used up his time and he's not able to speak in court anymore according to the rules of the heavenly court. How do you know that? Where do you get that from? He said, that's Pir Shemis, is a Kabbalah. You know, we all know that the Ravid is one of the very early Kabbalah among the Rishonim who uses Kabbalah talk. Remember, he he does that with um, those two famous places, one about the, the chauffeur and one about the, um, what do you call it? And one about the, Helch is based on about whether or not there's a, you're allowed to go up on the higher bias now, you know. This was revealed to me, so Hashem Li Rayov. So the Ravid definitely was a mystic, Makubal. And this is one of the things he's sharing as part of that. Uh, okay, you know, look, I said before, the Ravid's the Ravid, he knows. So he he has this idea that the Satan, therefore, is some kind of a creature who has a very specific time slot in which to, to speak. But in each case, it's conveying in a popular form a very, as I said before, like magical or mystical idea that there's a creature called the Satan and he has, he's subject to rules of uh, court, what's the right, court procedure. And uh, everything I just said has to do with court procedure. I'm talking about the court in heaven. And the court in heaven obviously occupies, uh, works on the basis of a certain court procedure. As a McCubble, he knows the court procedure. So these are legal tricks and shticks. 
right? In other words, if I have a smart uh, lawyer uh, and and the goal is to win the case, so uh, in other words, the, 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 the goal is I shouldn't get punished, the lawyer will use any trick in the book to have the case uh, thrown out, you know, or, or a mistrial or whatever, you know, the lack of evidence, whatever, whatever, you know, all the different shtick that they do. Uh, and people do get off on these things, you know? If you have the right lawyer and they know the right tricks and sticks, what I mean to say is like this. There are two ways of winning a case. Number one, you have the facts on your side, and the lawyer is able to bring you out, and you have the evidence and the facts, you win that way. The second way is to use tricks and sticks. You know, like I say, declare a mistrial, declare two mistrials, get the court date changed. People are used to this. You know, when they have a traffic case, they try to get the case postponed. All those other tricks and shticks that are handed down in a kind of a Torah Shabbat by Jews and non-Jews over the time, how you, you quote-unquote beat the system. And the idea goes like this. How can you want to beat the system? Why don't you uh, take your fair shot and see what happens in a court of law when you're trialed by a jury of your peers? The guy says, the heck with that, I want to win. <laughs> or, or to be more, more exact, I want to avoid being punished. So whatever comes out, in the end, did I avoid being punished? Even it was due, as I say, to a technicality. Remember, the guy gets off on a technicality. It's only a, everything I just described before, Larbis Asatan, is the idea of getting off on a technicality of some sort or another. You get what I'm saying? In other words, really, 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 the way it should go is like this. You come on, 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 on Rosh Hashanah, you're judged by your deeds, you're either a, uh, Atzadik, a Benini, or a Russia. And you have 10 days to make it up in case you're a Russia or something like that. Or a Benini, rather. And, uh, get, and and do tshuva. Right? You did something wrong? Repent for it. Right? If you honestly, sincerely do tshuva, we say there are no limits. The sky's the limit. But you got to do something. That's the regular model of the non arbebesa satan. I go to the court, I get my judgment, and then I work to appeal that judgment on the basis of the transformation that I carry out internally. I'm not the same person I was, you know, when before Rosh Hashanah. It's now a serious me too, whatever it is. I see I'm Kippur. I changed. I transformed myself. And we believe in Jewish religion. If you do that, you can be Zelchus and Dvarim Gedolim. The other way is to sort of say, I don't care what it takes. You know, you can get the court to burn down. You can shoot the judge. You can you can have a bombing attack or something. Just get me off with some technicality. I don't even argue with Satan. You know, before the guy comes in and starts reading what I did wrong, have some commotion in the court. Have the sprinklers turn on. Have a fire break out. Have a, a, a burglar come in and start shooting the place up. The acre is I shouldn't get judged by the judge and get a, a penalty. Ah, you got off on a, like I say, on a technical. I don't care what I get off on, as long as I get off. I don't want to be punished. So the Marvis of something represents a completely different model. And it's always competing. You know, which is the model that the person, the Hamun Am, you can tell, very much were into the idea of Marvis of something. That's where they came up with the Kistim Yushov. That's where they came up with many of the other uh, customs over here. That you want to get a model. What's the idea of blowing the shofar today, today, today? So the something get all confused. Which day is the real Yom Adin? 
And after a while, he'll give up and won't show up because he heard this day with Bluey Shofar and it wasn't Yom Adin, and then the next day in Elul, and then the next day in Elul. So you see, blowing Shofar doesn't mean anything. So when the day comes, you mamash blow the Shofar, because it is Yom Adin, the something won't show up. I mean, that's that's the basic idea behind that. Again, you're getting off on a technicality. You know, it, it can happen that the policeman had a flat tire on the way there, and he never showed up, and therefore that's how you got out, off the thing. You were as guilty as sin. You know, you went through the red light or whatever it was. And nevertheless, you got lucky because of the flat tire or because of something else. Or the cop ran into a traffic jam. Whatever the case is, that's different than getting off on the facts of it, on the evidence of it. You, but you but you don't care. You say, I guess, Icarus, I didn't want to get the points. I don't want to get a fine. And I didn't. So, you know, either way. Uh, obviously, th- th- think about this. And this is com- complex. Suppose you're a person that got off because the satan was confused. So in other words, really, you have these averas. But it wasn't presented on Yom Hadin, according to the model. So what happens to you on Seretz Mechuba and the other day? Uh, is the satan also absent then? And you basically don't need Yom HaKippurim because you got off on a technicality. You see, it's not so push it, Right? You see, you don't take it literally. The whole idea of a Seretz Mechub and Yom Kippurim is like anti the model of Satan and Maravis of Satan. You understand? It's much more moralistic. It's much more, you know, uh, common sense oriented. The reason I'm bringing this up is that um, it's it, it, the rabbis themselves, the Chachamim themselves, the Rabbonin, uh, they... And this is just a guess on my part. I, I I get this from my what I learn, what I read. This is a feeling I have. Drabona knew thousands of years ago that out there among the people, there are those who say that, you know, um, I'm getting on a technicality. Those the person with that kind of mentality is not really going to have an Aserismi Chuba because what does he need it for? He got off. If you can persuade somebody from Hamun Am, you know, the son never got to, 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 to speak against you. That's it. I'm done. I got a, a, a good verdict on, on Rosh Hashanah. They had, the evidence was suppressed against me. I'm in the Tzadikim Gemurim. Alat al-Chaim al-Shalom. Heck with the, with, with the Seres Meitshuva and with the Yom Kippur. What do I need it for? Okay? And it come, obviously, that was not what it was meant to be. It may be supplemental idea to, to, to in, in, in push on people's mind the Chumra Din and all that, but not that it should, so to speak, take the place of, you know, repentance and all that. And so, uh, how's this reflected? In my opinion, it's reflected in what we have this year, Zikron Chua. You do not blow the Shofar on Shabbos. Now, and we all know, that's only Midrabonik Zer Shem you might carry. Based on Mikdash, of course, they did blow. So there's nothing bad and wrong with blowing a shofar on Shabbos. It's it's not a malach, it's a chachma, as the Gemara says. Everybody knows that. So think about what we just said. The larvis of Sutton is a big deal in the minds of many. And your life and death is hanging in the balance. And the Sanatoka, miyichya, miyomus, miyikitsa, lobikitsa, could be decided because you were, you were lucky on a technicality, because the, because the cop never showed the Sultan was more of. He never got to say 
what you did during the year because he went to the wrong day or something like that, like the private suggested. Okay, okay. And now what? So I can then take it easy. No, you don't do that. Don't take it easy. And so deliberately to shake up the Hamunam, the Chachamim said, uh, which they could have gotten out of. Uh, because remember, we're not talking about a case where a guy carried his chauffeur. They say you shouldn't carry it lest it lead to somebody walking Dalaram's Meshusa Rabbim. You understand? Lest it lead to that. Now, if the Chacham wanted to, they could have come up with some way that, you know, I don't know, with an Arab or with a Muxer or something, they could come up with some way around that. Uh, but they didn't want to do that. By making it that when Rosh Hashanah falls in on Shabbos, which is not so rare, uh, particularly in the old Israel when the Rosh Hashanah was one day, so uh, think about it. Uh, every once in a while, you're going to have to go and face the music without a technicality. You're going to have to go on Rosh Hashanah and there won't be tequilas to Miyosho, and there won't be tequilas to movement. <laughs> right? So then you're going to have to, to, to mamish be in the bare light of the judge. You know, all your activities will be exposed. You won't have any, you know, Johnny Cochran tricks to uh, make sure that the, that the jury was sleeping or the judge was out or something like that. You have to face the music. Uh, that should scare you. Yes, that's what they wanted. So that then then you say like this. In that case, the only thing to do is is, is repent, <laughs> right? The only thing to do is do tshuva, baby, because the sun was there. You get what I'm saying? On Shabbos, like this year, uh, the first day of Rosh Hashanah is Saturday. On Shabbos, the Satan, as as per the Mashal, the Satan's going to be there, and it's going to be in the right time. And it'll be in, in in the Shas Hadin, and he will read the bill of particulars against you. And all your faults and it will be, will be you know uh, proclaimed, and you're gonna have to face the music. What what what's your plan, right? What's the plan? Don't figure that some trick is gonna happen, and he won't show up. He's showing up. The sun doesn't take off for Shabbos. That's not what we say. We say the chauffeur is not blown on Shabbos, but the sun will be there. I think that's the Chachamim's way of saying, without completely getting rid of the whole idea of. Which such a powerful idea that you cannot rely on it. You certainly can't rely on it all the time. Sooner or later, you got to do teshuva. Sooner or later, you can't say I don't have to do teshuva because I was ma'arvis asatan. Uh, nowadays, you know, because of various things, people are generally more intellectualized. In modern times, we don't feel comfortable with magic, with mysticism, and all that. And so repentance makes the most sense and that people are there. Uh, but I think in previous times, I think, since you see how many times the Kedai Larvis Sun pops up here and there, and even when, the, like I said, when Shul's over, according to Gonim, you know, that's they blow the Trua, and there's some other cases as well. It's such an omnipresent reality to, you know, beat the system by making sure the Sun's not there that... Uh, it can become counterproductive. And by making sure that there are going to be Rosh Hashanahs in which there will be no chauffeur, people are forced to mature. And instead of, you know, doing tricks and shticks, 
you have to face the music, and, and that means Uri Shane Mishanaschem. You have to wake up and, and, and realize what you're doing wrong and change. That's a different Mahalak altogether. If you change and you really mean it, then you have a chance. If you don't change, all the tricks and lawyer things are not going to work. And I think the person that uh, internalizes that a couple of times will come even on regular years when there's a show, when there is a Plikia Shover, not simply to rely on that, but he will have exercised the uh, regimen of repentance and it'll become part of them. I think that's the reason behind it. But because it is very notable that, you know, by Zichron Trua, you're taking away what for many people was their main plan of escape, which was Irba Vasatan. Uh, I don't know, it's, just, it, 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 it's something I think is true. Uh, it's not one of the things you can prove, but it's uh, it's very interesting as far as the fact that in Kalei we have two roads coexisting on Rosh Hashanah in many areas. One is uh, Tshuva and the other one is Yerba Sutton. Look in the tour. He said, why do you blow Shuffer every day in Elul? He says, two reasons. One is to make people do Tshuva and the other one is Yerba Sutton. Those are two very different um, uh, strategies. That's the point I wanted to make.